Hello, beautiful soul. Here is a clip from a recent group retreat that I did in the south of Portugal. Enjoy. One theme that I'm catching for this group and that I caught right away is, is a focus on the solar plexus, on, on knowing how to come into your power, speaking your truth, following your intuition, knowing what the heck your intuition is. I got that question a lot. What the heck is my intuition? I don't know. How do I know the difference between my gut instincts and my intuition? So we're gonna be talking about that a little bit. But this idea of not being able to share your truth. So usually when people reach me, they'll they'll and if they have and if they have a spiritual understanding of what's going on, they'll usually say to me, I have a problem in my throat chakra. So who thinks it's a problem of the throat chakra? It's not. It's not. Why? Because your chakras develop in a staircase from the bottom up. The three bottom chakras are fundamental, and they are three chakras that gurus tend to not focus on because gurus are all spending their time up here and transcending and enlightenment and all this. Way up here, way up here, and nobody's paying attention to the lower chakras. This is why you're seeing a lot of increase, for instance, in gurus being exposed because of immoral acts or abuse on their followers, and all of this is occurring because they don't have those lower chakras uh, worked on. This is really, really important for us now. So even though this looks like this is a throat chakra issue, it's not. This is a solar plexus issue, okay? Now, why? Why is this a solar plexus issue? This is where your personal power is. This is where your sense of identity, identity that can get a little bit in, embroidered in the ego. So in your third chakra is where that ego starts to get developed. And there's nothing wrong with the ego. The ego is beautiful. It has its function. It starts to get developed when that third chakra comes online, okay? Early adolescence. This is where the teenagers, little early adolescents, start to develop their own personality, and then they start to, to dress in, a, you know, in their own way, and they start to rebel against their parents. That's the third chakra coming online, exerting personal power. And so... This is where the personal power comes from. This is where your identity, the ego identity, is also formed. But aside from the ego identity, the chi of personal power is here. This is tremendously important for sensitives and empaths. A, a poll again of sensitives and empaths in the room. Okay, so quite a few of you. This is the key chakra for sensitives and empaths because this is the, this, when this chakra is strong, you don't ever worry about imposing boundaries. I don't like to use that word. I don't even like to use that word because when you are a powerful empath, you don't need to impose boundaries at all. Your energy just projects outward from you so strongly that there's no boundary there. There's just nothing penetrates it. So the example that I love to use is, you know, the, uh, when you're on the set of a Hollywood movie and they're trying to mimic wind and they have those enormous fans. Have you ever seen those on, on set? Enormous fans. And as soon as those fans start going... Can you stand in front of one of those fans when it's in full blow, blow and full? You cannot. It'll push you back. That's what an empath does with a strong solar plexus. Does a fan have a boundary? No. A fan doesn't have a boundary. It's just blowing outward, and it's blowing outward with such strength that nothing's going to come close to it, so the fan doesn't have to worry about boundaries. And that's what a powerful empath does. 
you project your energy outward so that you only let in what you want to let in. And what you don't, you're just like, Phew. okay? Now, for you, we don't need to go into to, you know, the details of child abuse, but for anyone who, who had difficult childhood trauma in childhood, okay, a lot of people, okay? So what happens with these lower chakras is these are the first ones to be formed. The first chakra is formed in your mother's womb. It's the first one to go online. So a lot of times we're going to be doing a ceremony here. I'm waiting a little bit so you guys... So you guys get used to the energy before I plunge you into your mother's womb. Uh, <laughs> so we're probably going to do that on Wednesday. But we're going to do a, a regression, womb healing regression, and it's going to take you on a really, really cool ride. The reason we do that is because that first chakra comes online in your mother's womb. So start thinking, how was my mother feeling? What was my mother going through when, when, when she conceived me with my father? And a lot of times people don't realize this, but their trauma actually starts there. So if, if parents were having a huge problem, if they were fighting, if there was abuse between them and your mom was carrying you, your first chakra was absorbing that already in utero. Okay, so that needs to be cleared. So imagine how far back that goes, okay? And I'm gonna talk a little bit about even further back, past lives back but let's hold on, hold off on that a little bit, okay? So first, second, third chakra affected by childhood abuse because that's when those chakras are being formed. So that by the time you get to the third chakra, you're around adolescence, prepubescent time, okay? So your extremely formative years is one, two, three, okay? If, if I have a ladder and the bottom rungs are <laughs> wobbly, Everything above that, doesn't matter how high that ladder is, everything above it is going to be wobbly. So we must work on the foundation always, okay? So for you, yes, it's third chakra. We're going to go deeper into the first chakra. We're going to be doing some of that work here. So I'm not going to go too much into that. But the third chakra I do want to focus on because the third chakra is I'm here. First chakra says I deserve to be here. I, I exist. I, I exist on purpose. I'm not some random coincidence of the universe. No, I came on purpose. There are a line of billions of souls to come into this plane of existence because it's a very popular way of the soul evolving. The, plane ex the earth plane existence is very popular. So there are bazillions of souls waiting to come in here. And I came in here on purpose. It's not, my life is not random. I came here on purpose, and that's the first chakra. Here I am. Here I am, world. Okay? Second chakra is when I start to relate to people. Who's had messed up romantic relationships in this room? <laughs> yeah. Okay? So a lot of times people say, ooh, messed up romantic relationships. My heart needs to heal. Is it a heart problem initially? It is not. Second chakra. Whoever's had messed up relationships, romantic relationships, second chakra. This is where I start bonding. So the second chakra is the chakra of sexual energy, but also the chakra of bonding. Initial bond, mom or dad or, or two moms or two dads or whoever, grandpa, grandma, whoever's raising me, the direct line of the adult that's raising me, 
that's my first bond. That's when that, that's when that second chakra first comes online, bond with parent, caretaker, okay? Then it moves up. By the time I'm an adult, I'm trying to have a regular romantic relationships with a messed up second chakra, and guess what that leads to? Attachment, clinginess, emotional immaturity in, in romantic relationships, jealousy. So many of the issues we have in relationships are coming from this second chakra that's not grounded, it's not mature in its energy, and it has a bunch of bonding wounds from childhood that have never been healed. But even if you don't come, so who had a wonderful childhood? Hands up. Who had a wonderful childhood? Great. So the people that put their hands up right now, that doesn't mean that your second chakra is, is wonderful and balanced. Why? Because even if you come into a wonderful family, you're, you're still being programmed by the templates of society. And I would say 99.9% .9 of relationships today still have bonding issues. Bonding issues were considered normal in relationships up until very recently. And now we're starting to bring in a new template of relationships. We're going to be talking about that in a little while but we're starting to bring in a new template of romantic relationships. And guess what? They, the, the new template is not putting up with bonding wounds. You try to come into sacred connection with bonding wounds, whoo, you are in for a hell of a ride. Okay? So that's second chakra, initial bonding with, with someone, and then later on possible romantic bonding with someone. Third chakra. So there we go. Here I am, world. Second chakra, ooh, I'm starting to connect with people. Oh, second chakra, ooh, that's fun. Third chakra, I'm starting to come into my power as me. First chakra is me in the group. So first chakra is considered the tribal chakra. Me in relation to a group, whether it's a family, a culture, or whatever. Second chakra, me in relation to another person, bonding. Third chakra, me in relation to me. Me. This is me in the world. I'm powerful. I have value. I have a lot to say. That's interesting. Look at that. I have a lot to say. I'm not talking about the throat. I have a lot to say. Starts here, which is weird. It may seem weird, but it's not. Okay? And so the energy then comes up. Oh, wow. Look at me. Okay? And, and sometimes, you know, in a lot of spiritual traditions, this third chakra is poo-pooed on. Why? Because it creates a sense of me. And in a lot of spiritual traditions, oh, there is no me. We're just all one. And that's true, but at the same time, we're all one, but we are existing in an earth plane, and we must learn how to work in that earth plane. So sometimes when, when gurus or teachers say, oh, Forget about all that. We're just one. It's beautiful to hold on to that, but you got to also be able to know that you are individuated in a physical body now, and there's value in that. If you wanted just, to, if you wanted to just stay in the consciousness of one, you wouldn't have popped out of the Godhead in the first place. That's where oneness is. True oneness without individuation exists at the origin, at the Big Bang, at the God, at, at the universe. So the moment that you pop out of that as your own individualized stream of consciousness, you do that on purpose. There's purpose to the individuation process. And so, okay, there's purpose to it. So me, I have value. <laughs>